Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So listen, as I said yesterday, you can talk all the shit, you know, you want. As Joe Biden, as any other candidate, Donald Trump, DeSantis, Haley, Ramaswamy, talking smack, talking smoke. You can do whatever you want. Sooner or later, there's this thing that has to happen. Joe, it's got a name. It's called freaking voting. And then all of those theories are tested. And listen, I don't speak with forked tongue. Cutesy time's over. I ran for office. I got my balls kicked in twice. Almost won once. Joe, what prize do you get for almost in politics? You have any idea? Absolutely nothing, Dan. Absolutely nothing. You get shit. You get jack shit. And Jack left town. (laughs) So I don't speak with forked tongue. It's how I met Joe running for office. I know what it's like. It's not fun. But eventually you got to go get votes. And all of these theories about ground games and all this other stuff, eventually you got to get votes. So we're going to break it down today. And everything I told you yesterday about candidate wants and needs, go watch yesterday's show when you're done with this. There you go. You ain't wasting your time. Big, big show today. A lot to talk about. Personally, I doubt I'm even going to get past like a quarter of the first page. So producer Jim, just get ready. Patriot Mobile. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. We use them. Guy uses them. They're the only ones. Trust me on this. Patriot Mobile has been a great supporter of the show. They love you guys. Proud to partner with them. People are piling over to Patriot Mobile. You know why? They want dependable nationwide coverage, which you can get because they offer all three major networks. It means you get the same coverage you're accustomed to. You don't have to fund these lefty big mobile companies that hate your guts. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're getting great customer support and a company that believes in free speech, religious freedom, Second Amendment, our military, our first responders, our vets. They're 100% U.S.-based customer service team. They make switching super easy. Keep your number. Keep your phone or upgrade. It's really simple. Their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. Go today. Don't wait. PatriotMobile.com slash Bongino or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code Bongino. Join me. Make that switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Bongino. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bongino or call 972-PATRIOT. Joseph, we got no time to screw around. Let's get this party started. It's showtime on this tumultuous Tuesday, Dan. (laughs) So (laughs) So now we know. We got results last night. We know what happened. So let's just break it down by yesterday we did what each candidate wanted and each candidate needed. I don't want to bullshit you. Now let's do going forward what's next. What are the results last night? Donald Trump wins the Iowa caucus in resounding fashion by record numbers with 51% of the vote. I told you last night what Donald Trump wanted more than anything was a 30-point margin of victory. What did Donald Trump get? It was not a prediction. I'm not the Stygian witches. Donald Trump got a 30-point margin of victory. Again, it was not a prediction. That's what he wanted. Donald Trump got last night exactly what he wanted. There is no different result Donald Trump would have liked. Oh, he would have liked to win 100 to nothing. That's not how elections work, okay? Ron, Ron DeSantis is a formidable component. Uh, uh, opponent, excuse me, so was Nikki Haley. Vivek was gathering steam. It, folks, that very easily could have turned into a 33, you know, 20, 20, you know, whatever race. It didn't. A majority of the voters said, I want this guy, not those other three. That's just what happened. Whether you like it or not, it's irrelevant. That was the result. So what does it mean going forward for Trump, DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Vivek? And I'm going to cover this objectively because the primary is not over. Haley's still banking on uh, New Hampshire. DeSantis is involved in New Hampshire. 
I think he sees the writing on the wall there, though, because how do I know that? For all the you know people who are going to freak out, what do you mean? He's, he's, giving, he's not giving up New Hampshire. However, his first trip is to South Carolina. That's just a fact. Again, whether you like it or not is totally irrelevant. So what happened last night? What does it look like and what does it mean for Trump? Well, it was a big win last night for Trump. He cleaned up in the counties. Uh, I, I said he lost one county by one vote. I'm not even sure that result is going to stand. However, assume it's true. You win 98 out of 99 counties, Joseph, uh, and you lose one county by one vote, which, again, I'm not sure is even going to stand as it goes back and forth. And he doesn't even lose the county to DeSantis, who finished second, but to Haley. I don't know any other way to say other than that's a route. That's pretty it's, good shit, dude. It's pretty good shit, bro. That's the way I, I, I listen again. I've run in elections. I've run in primaries. You go to Iowa, a purple leaning uh, red state, and you win 98 out of 99 counties, likely 99 by the time it's over, and you win overall by 30, it's okay. Now, the one downside, I said to you yesterday, turnout, that Donald Trump probably wanted turnout to be upwards of 150,000, just so you have some perspective, and I want to say why this matters, the turnout. What does it matter? Danny won by 30 points. Is it a big thing? It's not a big thing, but I addressed it yesterday. It's only fair to address it today. The turnout 2016, which was a hyper-competitive primary, that was the Trump, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio primary, where Cruz, Trump, Rubio finished in that order in Iowa. That was 186,000 in turnout. That was a lot. That was heavy. That was a record, uh, I believe, at the time. I said to you yesterday, Trump would probably like to see turnout at around 150, even though the weather was bad. Because it proves the voting, get out to vote, the GOTV. I look, I can get out to vote even with bad weather. The turnout was 120, so it wasn't fantastic. But again, it was bad weather. Iowans are pretty tough. They turned out, not in record numbers, but decent numbers. Probably would have liked to see a little higher. But overall, clean, uh, definitely cleaned house. Also, here's the big thing for Donald Trump last night that now we can unequivocally put to bed. Again, you can keep arguing it as a Democrat or an anti-Trumper. It's fine. I'm not, I, I believe in free speech. Argue whatever the you want. Not my bag of donuts. I just argue the facts. The arguments against Donald Trump are what? You guys remember? Chatsters, you guys remember what the arguments against Trump were? Overall, he's not going to do well with specific demographics, including young people. They don't like Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump is a fascist, Nazi, whatever. That was argument number one. The deuce, what was argument number two? Donald Trump can't win the general election. He's just not electable. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Iowa is a purple state, purple leaning red state. Donald Trump cleaned up in the primary with a majority, not a plurality of the vote. Even Politico playbook, which is a left wing Bible, had to acknowledge this morning whether they openly or tacitly are acknowledging it. You see the date, January uh uh, January 15th, this came out you know, last night, but this is the, after the thing. Trump cleaned up across key voter demographics, winning not only a majority of white evangelicals and non-college educated voters, but also a plurality of independents and college graduates. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no, if you're, an, if you're an opponent of Donald Trump, I'm trying to cover this fairly because I owe it to you. There is not, all of your arguments failed based on data, based on data. They don't fail bad. Your opinion at this point of it is you're entitled to it. I, I respect your opinion, but it doesn't make it right. The arguments clearly failed. Now, 
There's one thing I want to address last night, and it's a fair critique. The race was called while caucusing was still going on. I'm never a fan of that. The fact that I like Donald Trump and that is irrelevant. I think it's kind of a shit move. I mean, you can at least wait till the caucus is closed. There was really no need to do that. Some people are going to object to my opinion on that, have a different one. That's fine. However, you know, listen, the race was a blowout. The, the networks, I'm not apologizing for that. I just told you my opinion. It was a shit move. Got it? However, you need to understand the network perspective. I worked at one. You don't have to agree with it, but you need to understand, understand it. They are all competing to be first. This is a business for them, folks. This isn't morals or ethics. They're selling what? Freaking eyeballs and earlobes. If another network calls it before them and they know it's a blowout, which it was, which it was, then they're going to go watch the other network to hear why. I'm not telling you it's right. I'm just telling you what is. I work there. And having said that, that uh, Joe, do you remember when Bob Ehrlich ran against Brian Murphy for the governorship sure of Maryland? And he was like, Brian Murphy was like this insurgent candidate. I knew the guy quite well. That race was a blowout too. They called it like the polls closed at eight at like 7.59 and 59 seconds. They called it. It happens. I wish they wouldn't do it, but they do. And it's a profit motive. So I want to get that out of the way too. So now you got the Trump perspective where we see this going forward. What does it mean for Donald Trump? Donald Trump at this point has pretty much solidified this, you know, kind of inevitability narrative. We'll see how that works out in New Hampshire. Um, New Hampshire, if he defeats Nikki Haley by 10, 15 points, folks, it's really going to be tough going forward to lay stake to the claim that you can beat Donald Trump. If you can't beat him in New Hampshire and you can't beat him in Iowa, two completely different states and completely different regions with completely different electorates, you really can't make the case. So it's not over yet, but last night didn't help. Now, let's move on to DeSantis. As you can see from the NBC News thing, DeSantis took second. Uh, this is what he wanted. So for DeSantis, he had some wins and some losses last night. All right. From the DeSantis perspective, he says, OK, listen, uh, I finished number two in Iowa. We campaign hard. Donald Trump's a super popular guy. There's still time left. Uh, that, again, I'm speaking as the DeSantis team. If you don't want to hear it, that's OK. The election coverage matters and objectivity matters here, right? The DeSantis team's probably thinking something could happen. I don't mean anything bad, but Trump could drop out, decide he doesn't want this. The DeSantis people are like, if I can just hang on long enough at this point and stay solid in that number two spot, I'm the heir apparent. They, you know, in his words last night, they punched their ticket out of there. So that's kind of like a semi-win for them. The loss, folks, he lost by 30. It wasn't close. And the problem DeSantis is going to have going forward is he's going to have to sell to his donors. I said this yesterday. Please listen to me again. I'm not speaking with forked tongue. I lost races. It sucks. I know what it's like. It stinks, man. I feel bad for these guys who put their heart and soul into this. He's got to go to donors and make the case. What did they spend? $33 million in Iowa? The guy lived there for a year. He did the full Grassley visit in 99 counties. And how many did he win? Zero. They're not making the argument to me. I'm a radio podcast guy. He's got to make the argument to the donors. What's his case going forward? I mean, that's, thank you. That's not, that's not a good result, folks. So, you know, given it kind of an objective view here, you know, uh, listen, the win, I finished second. If it, DeSantis, the loss, 
You finished second by 30. And here's the problem again. He didn't even win a single county. I mean, there were some counties that they talked about a ground game and the ground game just didn't materialize. It, I mean, it didn't. Let's move on to um, Haley because I got so much to talk about. VP picks, the Hippocratic Oath. Haley's got a lot of problems after last night. Haley gave this speech afterwards, which I, I personally, folks, I think sounded completely ridiculous. Joe, you've seen it. This just sounded ridiculous. She finished third. Folks, that means two people finished ahead of her. So if it's a two-person race and you finish third, that means by math, Joe. Wait, Joe, is this time for Jay's abacus? Joe. Yeah. That means you're out. You finished third, not second. Here, take a look at this. I can safely say tonight, Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. How the fuck is it a two-person race? You finished third. Harry, the one. (laughs) He's on his phone with a calculator like, is the abacus wrong? You finished third. Folks, I saw Haley on Fox and Friends this morning and a couple of things about Haley, what this means for her going forward. One, yesterday during the show, go back and listen. I told you the Nikki Haley team was going to message third place as a win. Did I not? They were going to say, well, we didn't spend as much time in Iowa. DeSantis lived there. So third place is really second. No, it's not. Third place is really third. Sooner or later, you got to count freaking votes. Third place is third. One, two, three. So if it's a two-person race, you're the odd woman out. I told you yesterday also she was going to rely on Democrats to show up. There's at least some anecdotal evidence that that was the case. She's going to say it was a strong third place finish. Ladies and gentlemen, there are no strong third place finishes when the winner of the race wins with 51% of the vote. No. If Donald, right, Joe? If Donald Trump got 33, DeSantis got 32, and Nikki Haley got 31, they all got a case. That's not what happened. The only one who has a real case, I believe right now, coming out of Iowa is DeSantis to say, hey, I finished number two. I'm going to hang in for a little bit. Haley better win uh, uh, New Hampshire. If she doesn't, I don't understand what Haley's case is going forward. And this is an important note. I'm watching her on Fox and Friends this morning. Here's the issue with Nikki Haley. And Joe, I don't know if you've seen this too. She's just not sharp, folks. She is not sharp on her feet. She got nailed on like five or six different questions. She the the, um, the social media doxing question. They that some lefty activist about the Civil War question. These are not complicated questions to answer if you're a professional politician, which let's be candid, she is state representative in South Carolina, governor, ambassador. You got to know this, man. I mean, listen, you don't, again, love or hate Vivek. It's not my business who you guys pick it and he's out. We'll get to him next. So hold on a second on that. But the guy's never run for office before and he got stumped a few times. It seems like Haley gets stumped every single day. I'm watching her on Fox and Friends this morning. And forgive me, I couldn't find the cut. It was just, it was too late. The show's coming up. But she's asked a basic question by Brian Kilmeade, like, is the United States racist? Did you guys see it? Her answer was absolutely incoherent. No, the United States has never been racist. Okay. 
And then she goes on to say how when she was a kid, she was a victim of racism. I'm sitting there. I'm actually like in the shower, too much information, washing, washing my hair. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this lady can't answer a question. Go back and watch it if you can pull it. She's asked a simple question. Is the United States racist? The answer is no, the United States isn't racist, but we've got a history here and we should acknowledge it. It's not a hard answer. It's not a hard answer. She's no, no, we've never been racist. But let me tell you how I got treated uh, by racisty racist people. Holy shit, man. Can you answer a question without screwing up? I'm sorry. I don't mean to be, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a hater, trying to give you an objective view here, but I'm a conservative first. I want the best candidate. If Nikki Haley were to win this thing, she's got to tighten her act up. You know, you don't have to like DeSantis or Vivek or Trump, but they say what they want to say and they never go back and basically stumble on it. I mean, Trump, he, he, he says what he wants. Everybody just accepts it. DeSantis is really good at answering questions. And so is Vivek. Haley's just not good at this. I can't, I really was like shaking my head. I'm like, how the hell did she screw that up? Such a ground ball question. All right, so what's next for Vivek? So as you can see in this Just the News article, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy dropped out last night. We had him on the radio show yesterday. Uh, listen, man, I, I I like Vivek. I know a lot of people don't. That's okay. I mean, I'm going to give you my opinion and, you know, you could take it or leave it. Uh, he's not in the race anymore. He fully endorsed Donald Trump. Not only did he endorse him, he's headed right to New Hampshire, which I thought was uh, uh, a cool thing to do. And he's going to be actually campaigning with him. So now you got to remember, the reason I always think you should announce a VP early, a VP pick early, is because you double your forces. Now, I don't think Vivek Ramaswamy is going to be Trump's VP pick. Let me be clear. I'm actually going to talk about this in a minute after you take a break here. But Vivek is unquestionably, he's got support. I mean, you look at what happened last night. The guy's a first timer. You know, he almost cracked double digits in Iowa. I mean, that's, that's against running in a race with Donald Trump in it. That's not insignificant and gaff it off at your own uh, at your own peril. And by the way, this is not the time for, I believe, Trump supporters to be shitting on other candidates. We're going to need these guys, folks. This is about addition by subtraction is not a strategy in politics. It may feel emotionally good. F that guy, F this guy. We got to win. We got to win. We can't afford to lose this and, you know, be taking out our grievances. Now, one quick thing about Vivek. He's probably at this point looking at a cabinet spot. I, I sincerely doubt he's going to be the vice president or even discussed as vice president. He's probably looking at a cabinet spot, maybe commerce, given his business history. But he's out there now doubling the forces for Donald Trump. The guy's got a chance to really make a name for himself. He could be the press secretary, too. So, again, that's my objective analysis of all of it. You know where I stand personally, but I got to separate from myself from that and give you an honest analysis. OK, I got some more on this race coming up. OK, the media coverage last night was just disgusting. OK, like I said, calling the race while the caucus is still going is just unnecessary. I get why they did it. It's a pure business decision. But my humble opinion, it's stupid. But it was more than that. Just the, 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 the slurring and the, the, the just absolute destruction on TV of their credibility last night was just, was just something to behold, folks. I've got some, uh, some, uh, some cuts coming up. Uh, don't miss it. It was really bad. I'm going to talk about this VP thing, too, because this is interesting. There's a lot of conversation now that Trump won big about what's next for Donald Trump, too. 
Folks, as someone who exists publicly, I share my opinions online, you know that I'm really super hyper aware of safety and security. That's why I personally recommend Delete Me. I don't take on sponsors I don't believe in. Could your political views make you a target of cyber crimes? I think they could. Identity theft or even violence? The volume of your personal data, you, available online is tripled between 2019 and 2023. And angry individuals fueled with their own political views can easily obtain personal details on you from data brokers on 98% of U.S. citizens. You know that? Your name, contact info, your social, home address, even information about family members could be used for harassment and identity theft. Sadly, I know this all too well. Protect your data like I do with Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal info from the largest people search databases on the web. Delete Me sends you regular personalized privacy reports showing what they found, where they found it, and what they removed. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you don't want on the internet. Can't recommend that enough. Today, get 20% off, 20. 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to deleteme.com slash Bongino and use promo code Bongino at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to jo- uh, is to join at deleteme.com slash Bongino. That's join, del- I'm sorry, the website's joindeleteme.com slash Bongino. Joindeleteme.com slash Bongino and code Bongino at checkout. Again, the website, joindeleteme.com slash Bongino. Joindeleteme.com slash Bongino, code Bongino. Go today. This is super important. Joindeleteme.com slash Bongino. Go today. Okay. The VP topic has come up, folks. This has been a big deal. What's next for Trump with the VP thing? Listen, I don't have an opinion on the matter as to who he should pick. I don't because I have, my opinion is guided by this golden rule of vice presidential candidates. The Hippocratic Oath. Do no harm. Donald Trump, I want you to answer this question to me right now. The audience, folks, audience, we got 105,000, only 20 minutes in, we're already at 100. If we get to 120, the flames, we do the flames, by the way. Tell your friends to join at 120. We had to up it because so many people watch it on the live stream now. I want a serious question. Chatsters out there, I'm watching you guys right now. Does your vote for Donald Trump, is it contingent on who he picks for vice president? Yes. I'm, I'm waiting to see on who he picks before I vote or no, I'm voting for him no matter what. He could pick Dracula. I, I need to know because I, I, I'm telling you, I, I know what my opinion is. It don't freaking matter. Okay, thank you. I'm right. This isn't even close. Bacino, you out there? This isn't even like close. This looks like it's 100% maybe for the first time. So if who he picks does not matter for gaining an additional vote, okay, and it doesn't, you don't want to pick someone who's going to screw stuff up. So you go with a safe pick. Who are some potential safe picks? Probably uh, Elise Stefanik. You want someone with some skill in the political space. Uh, again, I'm not recommending anyone, folks. I'm not recommending. This is not my opinion. I'm just saying these are a potential pool of, I think, what a politician would consider safe picks. Every politician is going to have their downsides. You want to go with the person who hurts you the least, correct? Probably Stefanik, maybe Christy Nome. I don't know. And not my opinion. I'm just saying you want to pick someone who's not going to bang you up, who's going to get on a debate stage with Kamala Harris and not say anything dumb. That's it. Everybody's throwing out these VP picks like the business type. We don't need some untested person. We need someone who's stable, who's debated before, who understands politics and is not going to ask things up. This is overwhelming. I don't think there's a single yes in there. So the VP topic, 
the Hippocratic Oath. Just do no harm. That's it. All right. The freaking media last night, ladies and gentlemen, was a freaking disgrace to humankind. I want you to watch this. I debated cutting this short, but I want you to hear. It's like a minute, 10 seconds or so. Here is Moscow Rachel Maddow, one of the craziest people you will ever meet. A conspiracy theorist, a liar, a fraud, a fake, a phony, a hysteric, a lunatic, a pseudo-intellectual, a stupid, smart person. I can't stand Rachel Maddow. I can't stand Rachel Maddow because she pretends to be this intellectual titan, yet she was dumb enough to fall for a pee-pee hoax or lie about it. That's how stupid Maddow is. I want you to listen to her try to frame what's going on here in terms of fascism. Again, this is all they've got. This is all they've got. Her watching this, her talking about fascism, while their network cut away and wouldn't even show Trump's speech, the left is trying to arrest Donald Trump and kick him off the ballot after they spied on him and fabricated a Russia hoax and weaponized the FBI against him. Yet Trump's the fascist. Listen to this because, ladies and gentlemen, they really believe this. Take a listen. The big picture takeaway from that, and I don't mean to be, again, too dark, as you said, on this, but it is not... If we are worried about the rise of authoritarianism in this country, we are worried about potential rise of fascism in this country. If we're worried about our democracy falling to an authoritarian and potentially fascist form of government, the leader who is trying to do that is part of that equation. Mm -hmm. But people wanting that is a much Mm -hmm. bigger part Mm -hmm. of that equation. And the American electorate is made up of two major parties. One of those parties has been flirting with extremism on the ultra right for a very long time. They've brought them in in a way that they haven't been central to Republican electoral politics ever before. And I know because I've been studying this. But once you have radicalized one major party so that those are the preferences of the people who adhere to your party, the leader is interchangeable. And yes, Trump is sometimes what we call it. Mm-hmm. MAGA movement is probably a better way to do it. But there is an authoritarian mm-hmm. movement inside yes. Republican politics that isn't being bamboozled by Trump. Mm-hmm. They are pushing Trump yeah. to get more and more right. extreme because the more extreme things he says, the more they, the like more they adhere and to him. That- yeah. and-, and that is coming from the, a very large proportion of the American right that adheres to the Republican Party. And that's why this is a Republican Party problem more than it is the problem mm-hmm. of one man and his leadership. And, and we can- together the- Now, you may be fairly enough saying, Dan, what's with this shit? Why you put that on the show? Because, folks, listen, although the primary is not over, last night was a pretty big step towards getting there. Sooner or later, we're going to have to run in the general. I need you to understand that, quote, 81 million vote guy, that even if that number is close to accurate, I doubt it. There are still tens of millions of people out there who are going to vote only against Donald Trump. You're going to say to yourself, they're not going to vote for oatmeal brains, checks mix guy. Look at him. The guy's sniffing kids again. They don't care. They're not voting for him. They're voting against Trump because they believe what Rachel Maddow just said. They think Maddow, they think Maddow's correct that this guy's some kind of Nazi fascist. You need to understand. They, then she talks about fascism. This is a woman who furthered so many conspiracy theories about Donald Trump. What a fascist apparatchik would do. Here they are last night, unironically talking about Trump and fascism, while they ban the guy's acceptance speech from their network. This guy's got the biggest chance of anyone to be in the next president. 
this media, th- they're like, no, no, we're just not going to play a speech. Listen to the explanation. This is hilarious. Check this out. At this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, we will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, we will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, the reason I'm saying this is... Of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit. Um, And honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision. But there is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them um, and let you know about any news that he makes. This woman is so full of shit. It's like it's really hard to take her seriously. You understand that her nickname is Moscow Maddow, Russia Rachel, who pushed the biggest, dumbest political hoax we've ever seen in human history because she's either one, a freaking dipshit, lightweight intellectual, or she was literally lying to you. There's no option C. Oh, and her network cares about truth and honesty? Hat tip here. Who put the supercut together? Is this MRC or something? Here. Oh, Tom, this is Tom Elliott from Grabian, who has the best supercuts. Here is a quickie supercut of all the bullshit NBC told you was real, while Rachel Maddow just told you it's a real cost for us to lying to you on television. Bullshit, loser. Take a look. It's not been corroborated, but it hasn't been disproven either. Is there anything in the dossier that has been disproven? No. But not one thing has been disproven. No major thing from the dossier has been conclusively disproven. To date, none of it has been disproven. And whole big parts of it are holding up. The dossier um, holds up well. None of it has been disproven. All of the allegations in it, I don't know that anything has been disproven. It's a fact that none of it, not one word, has been disproven. In fact, a lot of it turned out to be right on the money. Former high-ranking intelligence officials have told us on the record that there is nothing in the Steele dossier that they know to have been disproven. Much of the dossier has been corroborated. Do you not accept that I don't agree with that, Alice. This is our reporting, and this is what um, this is what crime fighting agencies have said that the FBI would not have just taken a dossier to the FISA court and used that as their predicate for the surveillance. I mean, folks, what what else even needs to be said? These people are just morons. They're just well, nobody takes them seriously. Donald Trump is the reaction to 30, 40, 50 years of bullshit artists like Moscow Maddow telling you that Trump got peed on in a bed in Russia and it's on tape somewhere. Trump's the response to that. Rachel Maddow is the reason we have Donald Trump. People like her, the decimating faith in institutions and our government, they want someone who's going to come in and shake it up. My gosh. This, I mean, this, is this serious? I got more, including the, the absolutely hapless Joy Reid, who just, by the way, the state of Iowa just took a dump all over the entire state of Iowa. You guys are all, yeah, Iowa's all racist. You see that, by the way, that river knight guy? You see him just hit me in the head? He was just that guy. He's just, he was mocking me. He was mocking. Just right. He was, just like, he was like giving me the middle finger right there. You didn't see it? Got that little sucker right there. 
You can't see it? Look, he's right there. I just got that little bastard. Pull him ahead. All right, quick break, and I'll show you how the next narrative is going to be. Well, Donald Trump only won Iowa because you're a bunch of whiteies over there. This is where they're going, openly. Hey, a great day begins with a great night's sleep. You're missing out if you're not sleeping on a Helix mattress. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses for big, tall, short, wide, even special ones for kids. To find the perfect fit, Helix provides a 100-night in-home sleep trial. No matter your sleeping position, Helix is the answer. Memory foam, hybrid, all the more responsive to the individual with enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating. Helix is about comfort, care, and a great night's sleep. My Helix mattress is the best I slept on. I have the midnight lux to set up fast, super easy. Don't just take my word for it. GQ and Wired Magazine named Helix their number one mattress. Take the Helix sleep quiz at helixsleep.com. Find the perfect mattress in under two minutes. As a bonus, Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and, and two free pillows for my listeners. Comfortable mattress, awesome. I sleep on it. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. Use code HelixPartner20. It's their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. And our friends at Brickhouse Nutrition. He likes the lemon lime for Field of Greens. What is Field of Greens? It's an amazing product. So here's what they do. They take some healthy, wholesome fruits and vegetables we all love, but most of us won't eat. Why? We don't want to go shopping. We don't want to cook it. I get it. I get it. You got a busy life. But we know we're supposed to be doing it because better nutrition is the key to health and longevity. A healthy diet can even help you avoid some of the health risks that run in your family. We all know it. Field of greens, field of greens, field of greens. It's my healthy super fruit and vegetable habit. It's the only fruit and vegetable product that promises better health. At your next checkup, your doctor could notice your improved health or your money back. Your vitamins or green drinks promise better health? Probably not. Each super fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was doctor selected for a specific health benefit. Some can help support your heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others can help support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. Look, if you resolve to get healthier in 2024, it starts with Field of Greens. The wild berry's great. Lemon lime's great. Powder, put it in. I put it in green tea. Love it. Some people put it in water. I got you 15% off your first order and free rush shipping. Go today. Don't wait. BrickhouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. Probably have a New Year's resolution to get healthier, right? Start today. Get Field of Greens. Use promo code Dan at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan, BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Here it is, the meltdown yesterday on MSNBC continues after Moscow, uh, Maddow, Russia, Rachel. Here is Joy Reid saying, you Iowa Christians, you're a bunch of racists who wouldn't vote for Nikki Haley. Hey, uh, Guy, are you involved in politics at all, Tony? You guys are. Uh, last time I checked, Nikki Haley, who happens to be an Indian woman, she was the governor of a... She was, Joe, state, she was governor. It was a state, right? And I, it was in the South. It's actually called South Carolina. I'm, I'm, so yes, you're right. Republicans would definitely, especially in the racist South and white Christian Iowa, they would definitely never vote for an Indian woman, uh, except for the fact uh, that they actually did. Here's Joy Reid, always proving herself to be an absolute moron. Check this out. New Hampshire. And I think to the point that you made, Steph, I mean, it, it's the elephant in the room. She's still a brown lady. That's got to try to win in a party that is deeply anti-immigrant and which accepts the notion that you can say immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country. She's getting, you know, birthered by Donald Trump. Um, and I don't care how much the donor class likes her, which will yeah. ramp up a lot, the better she does in New yes. Hampshire. So it's still a challenge. I don't see how she becomes the nominee of that party with Donald Trump still around. I can't picture it happening. Maybe it could happen. Ron DeSantis' only argument for staying in it is he's the white guy that he can still make the appeal to white people. 
Holy shit. I can't. This stupid. Guy just said it right. The collective IQ in this panel. We're debating if it cracks 100. Collectively. I'm not talking average, mean, median, mode. I mean like entirely. Add it up. Additive. This is the best you've got? Nikki Haley lost because everyone in Iowa is somehow a racist? You guys on the left keep going with that. By the way, it's not just the left. I've warned you about the swampy right, too. I want to show you these two dipshits. Uh, This is Rick Wilson and Reed Galen, two total life losers. I ran into Rick Wilson. These are the Lincoln Project guys. You want to talk about, I hate the word grifter because it's we're at the point now where everyone they don't like is grifter. But if grifter has a meaning, trust me, these two are grifters. I'll actually bring the receipts for you in a minute, especially on Reed Galen. They run this anti-Trump Lincoln project. These guys used to be Republican consultants, but they had a problem. Everybody they got behind, they screwed up the race. So they left the Republican Party and tried to get rich off Democrats. So now they run on this anti-Trump thing. Here are these two dipshits. I ran into Rick Wilson at airport once. Uh, in LaGuardia. He knows it happened. The guy was disgusting. He had like snowflake like dandruff. He stunk like a water buffalo. I never smelled anything like it. I'm not even kidding, folks. I'm not trying to be funny. I could, it was like a stench cloud, like what the, the, the peanuts character. Like it, it, I couldn't believe it. I was just trying to be nice because I'm a nice guy, but the overwhelming stench of Rick Wilson. I suggest on you send them some uh, a link to like Walmart.com degree or something like that. The guy had a body odor. It was like a sulfur bomb went off. Okay, the big flakes of dandruff coming off. He's like four feet tall. He looks like Bilbo Baggins. Like once he lost the ring at the end of his life. So Wilson's just a slob who stinks. I mean, literally stinks. Galen is the worst grifter in the business. All this guy wants to do is like sell access and make money to people in his family. I'll show you. I've got the evidence in a second. Here are these two losers saying the exact same thing. They're running with this argument again. Check this out. Our shop has just updated the numbers with Philip from our team. Trump 52, DeSantis 20.2, Haley 19.2, and Ramalama Ding Dong 7.7. So can so, I talk um, about the can I talk about the, the Ramaswamy vote? Because <laughs> we consider you the expert on the Ramaswamy vote. Well, yes. Well, because because you know what? I guarantee you, it's probably a lot of guys like me that uh, voted I for him. Right. What what that's I call the F U white guy. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Ramaswamy. That's right. It's all those guys that were volunteers with me at Iowa State twenty four yeah. years ago, right? Um, but I, I think that he is like I could make an argument now if if this is if this is a pure distillation of Republican support, right, in a place like Iowa. I could say that Ramaswamy's the, the pe- people that like Ramaswamy go to like a Bobby Kennedy Jr. They don't necessarily. Go I think that's Trump. right, Reed. There is a lot about Kennedy that is that has a tug on that libertarian crypto bro Rogan listener thing. But I mean, <clears throat> the, the thing about Vivek is at the end of the day, like a lot of these people, like Nikki also. White evangelical voters were not going to vote for someone who they perceive of as a foreigner. It wasn't going to happen. I, you got a white guy with a sulfur emitting body odor problem who calls Ramaswamy Rama Lama Ding Dang in like some racist thing who then goes on at the end and pretends to understand white guys voting for they're not going to vote. For, you're you're going to listen to these two assholes. There is nothing these guys have gotten right ever. Here's a email 
Reed Galen sent me when I was running for office in Maryland. This is a real email, by the way. It's about his dad. He was trying to sell access to his dad to me. This is a real email. I'm not making it up. Obviously, I cut the email out of it, the actual header. But Rich, that's his dad. This is him. Gonna, meet Dan. Dan, meet my dad, Rich. Would be great for you all to visit in person. Dad, Dan, as I've mentioned, is former USSS, Secret Service, and running for Senate in Maryland. Would appreciate visiting with him if you had a chance. Well, we visited. We visited. Someone's like, hey, he's trying to like sell access to his dad and his email list. Is that this actually happened? That's who this guy is. Folks, I've got emails from this guy up and down. Can you introduce me to Sean Hannity? How come you're not calling me back? Can you pay me to be involved in your campaign? This guy is the biggest grifter you have ever seen in your life. And I got the receipts to back it up. You believe these losers? They're trying to make money off leftist dipshits like Joy, uh, Joy Reid and Rachel Maddow. Who are like, look, they hate Trump, therefore I like them. Okay, you realize you're getting fleeced, right? Total grifter. I always got the receipts, Daddy-O, always. These guys are gross. One has a body odor problem, and one is an absolute fraud who will do anything for a dollar. You pay him to be a consultant, he'll tell you he backs Genghis Khan. (laughs) Suckers on the left. These guys are great. Good luck. You can have them both. Just do me a favor. Get the guy a speed stick or something before you get around them. Now, this democracy in danger hyperbole, folks, is not over. It's just starting. Make no mistake. Primary's not over yet. We got New Hampshire and South Carolina. I think after South Carolina, things are really going to flesh out. So no one should jump the gun. We still got a campaign. You got to run through the tape for everyone on this. However, now that the left perceives that Donald Trump is the unquestioned front runner. I mean, now we've got numbers to back it up. I mean, you're disputing that's irrelevant at this point. He's the front runner. Is it over? It's not over, but he's the front runner. You're going to see this democracy in danger stuff get worse. Now, I'm going to play this uh, cut for you from CNN, but this is important why they're doing this. I need you to understand the why, not just the do, like why they do, why they do what they do matters. The left going forward is going to do the ultimate dipsy do flipperoo where whatever they want to do, they're going to justify by accusing Trump of it. So they're going to act like fascists. They're going to have Donald Trump arrested with a weaponized police state, already have. Uh, They're going to have Donald Trump prosecuted, already have. They're going to pull him off ballots, already have. They're going to censor him on networks, did it last night. These are all markers of what? A fascist authoritarian regime, correct? Can we all agree that's what fascists do? I'm not asking for an opinion. I'm asking if that is what fascists have always done. That is what the left's doing. So the way they're going to justify it is by saying that they're doing all this to stop the fascism they're engaged in. That's why this danger to democracy thing going forward is going to be a persistent theme. Watch it starting the other day. Check this out. So much of what Dr. King fought for, this idea that every single person, no matter who they are, who they look like, where they're from, could participate in their democracy. That's that's on the line. And tomorrow marks the beginning of a critical election where I don't think I'm being hyperbolic by saying this next election is about whether or not we can have elections in this country as we know it. Uh, No, you are being hyperbolic, but you're doing it for a reason. The left fully understands the authoritarian, tyrannical tactics they're engaged in are markers of fascism and tyranny. They fully understand that, but they feel a need to message it. And it's kind of a defense mechanism. They'd say, I'm doing what I'm doing, even though I know it's wrong, because there's a greater wrong on the other side. And that greater wrong is Donald Trump. 
obviously absurd, obscenely stupid, but I'm trying to get you in their head so you understand so you can play the SWOT analysis with them. Analyze your opportunities and threats to your strengths and weaknesses. You're going to see more of this going forward. You're going to see it from the globalist crowd too, folks. It's not going to stop on CNN and MSNBC. This is that Yuval Harari guy. I discussed this guy with Tucker. This guy's one of these big globalist WEF type guys. People love this guy on the left. He's a big thought leader. He got his own profile on 60 Minutes. This guy's not to be ignored. Very dangerous guy. Sees human beings as tools in the new AI era. But people listen to him. So you should listen too. Here he is talking about Donald Trump and the death blow to the global order. And I want you to notice, this guy, it's interesting. Sometimes I hear this term thrown around, the new world order. I think that term is wrong, folks. The left right now prefers the world order as it is. Joe Biden in charge, globalists in charge, the WEF guys in charge, the money guys in charge. They don't want a new world order. They want to solidify the world order they have now, censoring, kicking people off ballots. And when you listen to this, you'll see exactly what I mean. Check this out. Are you concerned that Trump might be elected again? I I think it's very likely. Mm. And if it happens, it is likely to be the kind of like the, the death blow to what remains of the global order. And he says it, and he says it openly. Now again, it should be clear that many of these politicians, they present a false dichotomy, a false binary vision of the world, as if you have to choose between patriotism and globalism, between being loyal to your nation and being loyal to some kind of, I don't know, global government or whatever. You see it? These guys are perfectly comfortable, ladies and gentlemen, with the world order as it is. You know, these terms take on these, oh, new world order, and they get buzzy. Forget the buzzy terms and think about it ideologically. They don't want a new world order. They want the world order as it is now. Censorship, ownership of social media companies. That's why they're trying to get rid of Elon. Not because they want a new world order. They want the old world order where Jack was in charge of Twitter. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be a dick about it. Uh, you know, I don't want to get lost in euphemisms and dopey leftist language. These people are not, are comfortable because Donald Trump is a new order. They don't want that. They're perfectly comfortable with what they have right now. And folks, they will do absolutely anything to stop a new order or whatever the hell you want to call, call it. They'll do anything to stop it. If you missed yesterday's show, Please go back and watch it on podcast. I'm humbly and respectfully begging you. You can skip the election analysis in the beginning, but go to the end part where I discover how the, where I, excuse me, where I cover how the left is resolutely committed to violence in this next election. How do I know? Just listen to them. There are going to be riots if Donald Trump wins in November. That period from then until the election, ladies and gentlemen, excuse me, the inauguration, come on, spit it out, Dan. Get your, get your shit together. The inauguration in January and the election in November, that month long, couple months long period there, that is going to be a disaster. The left is already getting ready for it. I need you to prepare. They're not kidding. Listen to their own words. Go back and listen to yesterday's show. A friend of mine sent this over yesterday. I had not seen this article. This is by Rosa Brooks in Foreign Policy. This is important. Is this in my newsletter, Guy? Bongino.com slash newsletter. Download this article and note the date. January 30th, 2017. This is right after Donald Trump's inauguration. 
Three ways to get rid of President Trump before 2020. Now, the way she covers before impeachment, uh, talking Mike Pence into telling him to leave, and the 25th Amendment, I want to go into the whole thing. But this one, her fourth possibility, you reading what I'm reading? The fourth possibility is one until recently I would have said was unthinkable in the USA. A military coup, or at least a refusal by military leaders to obey certain orders. Folks, how many freaking times do I got to tell you, just listen to what they are saying and read what they're writing. It's not a conspiracy theory if they actually said it. It's a conspiracy, but it's not a theory. It's right there. This is in Foreign Policy Magazine, a serious outlet. Listen to how she describes this. These people are not dicking around. She says it's impossible to say, of course, the prospect of American military leaders responding to a presidential order with open defiance. It's frightening. But so, too, is the prospect of military obedience to an insane order. After all, military officers swear to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States, not the president. For the first time in my life, I can imagine plausible scenarios in which senior military officials might simply tell the president, no, sir, we're not doing that. To thunderous applause, applause from the New York Times editorial board. Notice the role of the media in this. In other words, she's saying, don't worry, military people. You see what she's doing? The New York Times and the Washington Post, MSNBC and CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, we'll all have your back. These people are openly talking about a freaking coup d'etat. Guy, can you put that up again, please? Just read the line. No, sir, we're not doing that. That's called a coup. If you get a lawful order from the commander in chief, that's called a coup d'etat. Folks, this is a real article. Hat tip to the dude who sent it to me. You know who you are. Is anybody send this article to your friends? This is from 2017. Frightening. Do you think? This is really frightening to Joe for other reasons. What? NBC talking about a coup yesterday? You understand that they want people like me to stop talking about it by telling you I'm crazy by quoting them. I mean, actually quoting them. Folks, this is bad. This is getting really bad. And again, just proving to you that no matter what happens, violence, there was an insurrection at the White House the other day. Damage to property, a bunch of Nazis at the White House screaming about killing the Jews and all this other stuff. You didn't hear any of it on TV. The Secret Service had to issue a statement. The only place I heard anything was Peter Ducey on Fox News. Media had their back. Media's got their back, just like the foreign policy article says. Thunderous applause from the New York Times. Here, listen to this. People mad at the president are really mad. Demonstrators with signs about Yemen and Gaza tried to topple a temporary security fence Saturday night. The Secret Service sized up the crowd and tells us as a precaution, some members of the media and staff in proximity to Pennsylvania Avenue were temporarily relocated while the issue was being addressed. The Secret Service made no arrests associated with the march and there was no property damage to the White House or adjacent buildings. Before we go back to the content, if you would, Guy. Why are we doing that, folks? Why are we doing this? 
We are doing it because you are the best audience in the business. And we just cracked 120,000 streamers. It's crazy. We're like bigger than a cable news channel. This is all thanks to you. All thanks to you. I love you guys. I mean, love. Like, you're like my man panions and women panions out there. I love you guys. 120,000 people. We are just smoking the streaming scene because of people like yourself. God bless you. I love you all to death. <laughs> Thank you so much. You see, but you see what I'm talking about? Back to this. There's this, this insurrection at the White House by the left's definition, not mine. It wasn't an insurrection. The government wasn't going to fall. But the left says that riots that get out of hand are insurrections, right? That's right, folks. And we, we're all on the same page. So it's only an insurrection when it's what? A perceived MAGA crowd? This is all bullshit, man. These people, as Joe just accurately said, the media is going to cover up this violence. You don't think this is going to happen? Oh, you think they're going to stop? They're engaged in a real coup right now. Put up that Daily Caller story, Fannie Willis. You have a woman right now in Georgia who got cold busted offering her affair partner, some dude she was like doing the shh, a contract to go after Donald Trump in a made up case. This is like, here, look at this Daily Caller, Caitlin Richardson. Contracts show Fannie Willis offered a top RICO expert a lower hourly rate than her alleged lover in the Trump case. You, This is a coup. You're watching a coup right now. The left is just mad. I'm telling you about it. Here she is again with the Joy Reid, Rachel Maddow approach, uh, uh, speed stick Rick Wilson, Reed Galen approach. Here's Fannie Willis, goes in front of a black church, gets cold busted. In one of the biggest scandals in political history, paying her alleged lover to go after Donald Trump in a made up case, cold busted. And what does she do, folks? What do you think her excuse was? Definitely it was racism. Here we go again. Check this out. All the glory I receive is his grace, not a perfect me. We are at a time in history, people. Hear me on this. We are at a time in history when you can no longer sit back and just let other folks do. You cannot expect black women to be perfect and save the world. The Lord is completing us. We are not perfect. We need your prayers. We need to be allowed to stumble. We need grace. It's never going to stop, folks. This is never going to stop. Racism is their go-to every time they want to distract you with the look squirrel approach. You understand that, right? It's never going to stop. The good news is they've done this so often. You're a racist. They're a racist. She's a racist, too. He's a racist. Mom's a racist. Dad's a racist, too. Tony's a racist. Bobby's a racist. Charlotte's a racist, too. Everybody's a racist. Nobody gives a shit anymore. I was racist. Trump's racist. Trump attackers, uh, people uh, on Trump's side are racist. January 6th, racist. You voted for Vivek, you're racist. Tim Scott's a racist. Every Tim Scott's black. He's a racist too. When everybody's a racist, nobody's a, nobody gives a shit. They don't even understand how this strategy's totally falling apart. By the way, because you're, this audience is so amazing, we are now upping the fire, the fire background to 130. When we hit 130, the digit glasses come out and the uh, fire. We, we just keep up in the ante. 
So if we get to 130 sometime tomorrow or the remainder of the week, we'll do the fire again. But this is amazing. Listen, here's what I'm going to cover. I wanted to cover it today, but I don't have any time left. As always, if you want to watch the radio show, it's coming up next on this Rumble channel here. There's a live stream. You're more than welcome. A lot of people hang around. Folks, the left is going to assassinate three things before this next election. And these three things are integral to a functioning constitutional republic. Our institutions, our border, and our money. I'm going to cover this tomorrow. I'm going to show you how they have an expansive plan to absolutely eviscerate the United States before this election. Now, I really appreciate you tuning in. This is going to be a busy week. We've got the primary coming up in New Hampshire on Tuesday followed by South Carolina. You've got Nevada coming up, which has a caucus and a primary, I believe, in February. There's a lot coming up. I want you to please make this your home. Spread the word. Download the Rumble app. And I want to end on that. That's why I kind of wrapped a little early. Um, Rumble, some big news coming out of Rumble today. They've been teasing a whole lot. So uh, we really appreciate you guys and your loyalty here. The company is absolutely fantastic. I love working here. And this is going to be your home for election coverage. We slayed it last night. Candidates had their video streaming all night. This is your home for video and for free expression. Nowhere else. Anyone else telling you that is absolutely lying to you. This is your home. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Join us every day. Please download the Rumble app and let's get to 130. We hit an incredible 123,000 today. Let's try to get to 130. We got our flame thing going. So I really appreciate that. Love you all. See you on the radio show in a little bit back here on the podcast tomorrow. See you tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.